0: Episode 27 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about art. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, myself and Adam talk about our top five examples of art in board games. There are so many incredible artists working on board games that will undoubtedly revisit this topic in the future. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Adam talking about board game art.
1: Kelly, I'd like to start this episode with a grievance okay. that I've noticed about today's topic. Today's topic is going to be art, art styles, artists. I believe anything art-related, we're going to be picking our favorite art or artists
0: yeah, of board yeah, games. Yeah.
1: What I've noticed looking at all these arts is that there are not enough dog games. There's okay. a bunch of cat games out there. Yeah. There is a severe shortage of dog art. Friendly dog faces. Now I'm not seeing it.
0: Did you think that we were picking dog games?
1: No, but it just made me. Okay. As, this will become more apparent later why I'm coming to this conclusion. Okay. Okay. But I'm just realizing as I'm going through, there is a high shortage. Yeah. Of dog games and dog faces on the art. Just want to note that. Okay. Or I want to hear your or other people's recommendations of some awesome dog games going forward i
0: I don't i don't have recommendations for you i know that the the cat lady game got a dog version pretty recently and there's another game maybe on kickstarter called like dog park or something like that that had you know lovely lovely pictures of dogs it's not a category of board games that i've been seeking personally so i haven't noticed this i haven't noticed the lack of dogs
1: well, I, I've noticed today, and I just want to bring yeah. it to your and the board gaming community's attention. I mean, attention.
0: I'll see what I can do, but...
1: When we know better, we do better. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll go forward. Into my first pick okay. of art, art styles, right? Or, or art and artists, really, right? That's what we're picking on this now,
0: one. Now, it was art and artists. What I ended up doing was picking five games, and some of those... Uh, games have art by an artist who did a lot of other things, and some of them do not. So there were some artists where I had like lots of games. I still picked a representative game for that artist for some reason. That's kind of how I went for this. But if you wanted to be like this card in this game, I'm not mad about that.
1: I also picked five games, so we're golden oh my here. Gosh. I just didn't know what everyone else is doing, so I wanted to introduce it's with a wide like we're
0: best friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the first game is going to be Parks.
0: Yeah, there
1: are over thirty-five artists. Yeah, so I know I'm kind of getting the benefit of a lot
0: mm-hmm. of
1: people contributing. Mm-hmm. But boy, if you're picking art on a game, it's excellent. It's just stunning. Yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. It's, I'm not gonna say as good as nature. You know, some days better than nature. But some days not as good as nature. It's a little
0: more dependable, I think, than nature. And it's just like each person is like, you know what? Let me give you a perfect version of nature in this location. And every call, you're like, thank you for this. This yep. is wonderful.
1: It's a, it's amazing, uh, and it's based on some other art. Yes, fifty nine. I believe there's like a
0: yes. The fifty nine parks is like this art series that was done. I think you can. I mean, if you Google fifty nine parks, or if you Google the game, you're going to be able to find the website that has all of this artwork when I last checked, which has been a couple years ago now, you could get that artwork as like posters. I think they had a book of it at Target over the holidays. So that was wild. Um, You can get it on a lot of other things. I think maybe they even have like a deck of cards, so on and so forth. It is expensive prints i'm gonna just put that out there now so you're not surprised when you do find the website and realize that one picture of a park is going to be as expensive as the game parks that comes with all the pictures yep. so i don't know buy two copies of the game and then just frame the cards i don't know i make the choices you need to make and maybe it would still be nice to like take pick your favorite cards and get the prints but it's not it's not a cheap uh fare.
1: No, but it is high quality art. Yeah, I mean, you know for oh, it's, definitely. it's stunning. So it, And it's got to be you, supporting the it's, parks. It's, yeah, it's 59parks.net. Yeah. If anybody wants to directly go there, oh, yeah. if you can't, if definitely you can't do. bothered involving Google in your process.
0: And so. I think that's that sounds great. That's very nice of you to do as a service for everyone. And really just go to the 59parks even if you have no intent to buy anything at all. Still just go to the 59parks.net. It's nice. It's still nice.
1: It's very nice. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my first pick. Kelly, what's your first pick?
0: My first pick, and these are in, I don't know how you feel. um, These are in no order for me whatsoever. We just, I have. correct. Yeah.
1: I picked Parks first also because I think that is the one that might be taken. I don't think you're taking the rest of mine.
0: Oh, good. I went, like, pretty chalk for a lot of it as far as, okay. like, oh, yeah, that's the board game art you picked? Like, obviously I did. Um, I had parks on kind of my mention list because I couldn't decide if it was cheating. But I'm glad that you just picked it confidently so that we can still yep. just go ahead and dive into that. <laughs> I will start with the ones that are less obvious. But this person, in fact has done a lot more board game art than I knew. Jackie Davis. I was looking at my game shelf and was kind of looking for, I'm still all picking things that are in sort of a similar style. So be it. I like what I like. I saw Ex Libris and was like, you know, the art in that is pretty fun. Let's see who was the artist there. Turns out she also did Viticulture or she worked in some capacity. I don't know. Like sometimes the art, they share credits and they've done, you know, it's more than one artist on Uh, board game but viticulture stockpile cubitos euphoria almanac eternal palace fidelitas paint the roses which is one we talked about on an older episode red rising santa's workshop which is on with another popular board game designer um what ho world i put that one in there because check it out on bgg the little synopsis is uh kind of made me laugh um, and that's a crazy title. Like, I feel like her stuff is definitely colorful, a little quirky. Anyone who so much has touched Cubitos is okay with something a bit quirky.
1: Yeah, a great pick. Yeah, some very, very bright. Yeah. Generally, like, really colorful and bright. It's yeah, excellent. Like yeah, like, saturated,
0: saturated with color.
1: Yeah, saturated. No, Good. Yep, yeah, <laughs> that's the word I was never going to come up with.
0: My mom's an art teacher. Yeah, <laughs> not like a dingy euro. I don't really have any... There's. There is a dingy Euro that still is aesthetically pleasing, I think. I will just say now that that is not the thing I'm doing here today.
1: (laughs) We're going we're gonna to fork in the road at some point here, you and I, so... Oh,
0: okay. Well, good, good. We're going to cover a lot of bases then. Now, are we going Serpentine or you just want to go?
1: Uh, I can go. We, we'll, we'll do it differently on All this right. one here. So my next pick is going to be Scythe on that, uh, as far as the All game. All right. Uh, that's going to be uh, Jacob Bozalski. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, so it's very typical... Euro-style art as far as uh, a person maybe threshing wheat in a field,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, a small village. Except in the background are these giant mech robot yep. creature-being mm-hmm. things. Like
0: it's normal.
1: Yeah, but like the fact that it's so normal-looking is perfect. It's just perfectly done. It's almost like he took an existing piece of art and just drew some robots in the background. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's... It's wonderful. It's it's such a clash of worlds. I love it. Yeah. I love every single piece of it. I think I spend enough time in rural America as well, where like oh, yeah. sometimes I'll be like, look out upon you know a field of whatever. Like is that a is that a giant you know nice. laser cannon? It'd be four, nice. Four four legged creature back there. Nope, it's not. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. And it's, paid, it's fun to imagine. It looks like it looks like art that you would see in an art museum of a certain time, except. There's a mech. The mech fits very nicely in with the same style yep. that makes you, it, like, if you had just seen it in an art museum, you would have been like, did they have, they didn't have mechs. They didn't have mechs, did they? Right. They didn't have mechs, <laughs> right? No, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like in Russia? Because I think that guy, I think the, the game came, the artwork came before the game. Yep. And I think it's meant to be like... S- I think it's meant to be like Russian pastoral scenes, like you said, like countryside and we're farming and whatnot. And also that's like in the in the kind of way that steampunk creates a sort of reality that wasn't that didn't really happen with things that right. were sort of around. It's in that same kind of realist realism, fantasy, blurry line. That's super fun.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. So I, I assume most people have probably seen it if you haven't. Check it out. Check out the art. Check out the game. It's all pretty good. Yeah.
0: All right. So my next one, I'm going to stick with waiting to get to the obvious people that I'm obviously picking. Um, And I will go next to a game I've mentioned on other podcasts uh, and the art specifically. It's Last Bottle of Rum. It looks Mm. like the next big app or Disney or Pixar film. It's just super bright again. I'm kind of doing a thing. You you make a list of artists and you're like, well, I guess that's what I'm into. It's super bright, super colorful. The characters feel like just looking at them, they feel very rich. You feel like you like I would watch a movie with them along with, you know, my niece and nephew or something. Like it it feels like a really delightful yeah. kids' movie about quirky fun animal because they're like animal pirates. And the other thing about that game is that they have backstories that are like a little too vivid. Like one of them there, I don't know. I leave that to discover on your own. As Rodney says, the backstories also kind of indicate that these characters have a little bit of depth and then they're the art in the game sort of says that this world has more depth and it does make you like actually want to be there and actually want to know more about it. I don't know that really the game is fantastic. It's not bad. I don't think the game is as good as the art. The art is a delight. The art is a delight. So last bottle of rum, the guy that did the art is Baptiste Michard. I'm probably not saying that right. So you should definitely go, board game geek etc he's like uh just a very i think he seems to be a successful and really good like commercial artist like just creating all these this vivid depth and great world so yeah last bottle of run baptiste will stick with i'm pretty sure i'm saying that right
1: yeah I, that's again high saturation like, oh yeah it's like the best tattoo you could ever want Yep. of a of a hook and crocodile. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is, this is really, really impressive. This is
0: very accurate. Very expressive to like, yeah, you're getting a lot from those characters, even though like they're just stills. I never have seen any of these things moving, but you feel like you've watched it like when you look at the characters. So
1: yeah. Yeah, lots of detail, lots of like ornaments on the jacket, mm-hmm. like a lot of just bright, but detail in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I would say this is going to be i'll have to figure out who the artist is it's gonna be a weird knock though it's everything that like oh i wish wild space's art was as good as last bottle of rum's art and i feel like wild space's art is like a sketch before we get to last bottle of rum level art
1: illustrated by amelie gwinnett hmm I don't know what else he's done. So, and it's not bad. Uh, yeah, I don't. If
0: anything, I wanted just like more of it because it's kind of cute. But yeah, I feel like that. It's a little
1: flatter. Yeah,
0: because they're also animals doing, uh, going on adventure. They're in space instead of being pirates. But yeah, it looks like a sketch for what last bottle of rum is. Mm, so yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. Wow, that's that's a very astute observation across. I'm telling you, thank saturated you. saturated animal. Professor. It's professors. a
0: weird thing that I've apparently thought too much about. So let's just go ahead to your next pick.
1: Well, my next one, honestly similarly veined, is going to be Everdell.
0: Oh, yeah, I that like dude. I the art. Yep.
1: Oh, boy. And just animals with, in a town of different roles. <laughs> oh. and I think them just being dressed up in their little roles. Oh, yeah. you're a judge. You've got a little judge <laughs> cape on. Oh, so it's just... <laughs> It's precious, but in, in in an authentic way. Yeah. Like, it feels like it's legitimate if all these characters were together, mm-hmm. this is what they would be doing. Like, it, the believability is so high right. for something so ridiculous.
0: It is just whimsy unleashed. That yeah. game is... And when you're in the rulebook, kind of to the same point, there's... um you know, some rule books are very just dry. This one is very colorful. There's like little notes from different creatures about different things. So again, (laughs) there's like this level of world building and the art still like holds that up where if there was a big Everdell like collector's thing on Kickstarter, and I think they maybe had books and stuff with it. But if they were like, oh yeah, we're just going to do a book series now, you'd be like, yeah, of course you are. Of course you are, because I need to know more about this farmer
1: and his wife. A graphic novel? You think I'm not buying that series of graphic novels, Everdell? Oh, yeah. yeah, So good. That's, yeah, that's my third pick. Precious. I love it. What do you think, Kelly?
0: That guy is Andrew Bosley. He has done... Oh, I wrote
1: that down. Sorry, yeah.
0: No, you're fine. You're fine. He has done all kinds of stuff. The River, Tungaru, Ducks in a Row, Chai Tea for Two, Citadels, Merchants of the Dark Road santa's workshop
1: tapestry yep
0: tapestry so yeah he's got uh quite a few different games for having done everdell i think that the what am i trying to say it's not like he stays in the same setting like chai tea for two citadels to everdell like
1: no like plane crafters very different than everdell sure we played that game once
0: Pla- we we played playing Crafters.
1: we did what is plane- a lot of games during cr- the pandemic
0: what is playing crafters you get like the
1: the wings, and then like you get more points if they match up, and like, the front of the plane, and you can get the wings, and you got like a wing on each side. Oh,
0: dude. I know,
1: I know. He did the art for that, too. I, I wouldn't have even thought about it if I didn't Google search Andrew Bosley art oh, games. Oh, my
0: gosh. I almost remember that. But, you know, <laughs> like some sort of distorted dream that was all of the pandemic, you know? Right. A lot yeah. of weird things are going to come back in flashes. Yeah, I barely <laughs> remember that. All right, so going to, this is the last going to be like lesser known artists. And honestly, this is three different artists listed. I don't really know who did what. I don't know what else they've done, but this is for the new edition of Iki. So there was an original edition that looked like the Euro game that you expect it to look like. Um, and then the new edition is just beautiful. I think the original one maybe came out in like 2015-ish and the new one came out just this last year. It's set in Japan, long in the past and it is just like the box art is just lovely. So again, there's three artists listed. I'm not gonna say their names correctly, but it's something like Dami, Dom, Dami? David Sitbon and... Ooh, Kota Yamada. It's something like that. It's probably not that, but just lovely.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, the uh, the cover on that. I mean, beautiful. Oh, put it on a wall or rise, depending on. How oh it yeah. It. Oh. Yeah, put it on a wall. Just very good to get that kind of the the landscape. Without, you know, with that much richness in it, it's very impressive. And, like, like a cityscape, I should say.
0: Yeah, because yeah. you're you're kind of, the in the center is a person, which you imagine, it's that's got to be me, right? That's got to be me walking. Right. You, and they're walking over a bridge. You see a couple other people walking back the other way. In front of them further, you see, like, you're, like, looking down a street. So you see buildings going into, like, a one-point perspective at the center. And in kind of the center, just about at the center of that one-point perspective is the sun. So you just see the street kind of fading, getting smaller, and in front of this person, and that's how like that it does encapsulate the game as well. Like that is really what you're doing. You're kind of in this town street, going, you know, doing these kind of merchant esque activities, opening up these shop stalls. The whole as that those two sides of the street are going to that one point perspective. Then that whole upper triangle of the box that that creates is just a lovely sunset and the ne, the name of the game in brushstroke. It's just, now this says on, even though it said lists all the artists that I just mentioned on the front of the box, the artist is David Sitbon or Cip, Sitbon or some other pronunciation that I have missed. So this is the um, version by the company called Sorry We Are French. And it's just, it's just lovely. So um, when you I checked those other illustrators um, that I first mentioned, the first one that I mentioned, it says in his user summary that he's a Japanese illustrator living in Kyoto. So sure. Uh, David has been on a few other games, but not very many. And then the last person that I mentioned was the game designer. I don't know if he in fact also did art on it or not yeah that one is just i would absolutely put that on a wall uh, in a in a heartbeat it's a it's a lovely lovely art in that one
1: yeah that's a great pick that's very very cool i had seen this game but i didn't really pay attention to it until now so that's uh we're that's really neat. yeah
0: we're taking in our surroundings we're appreciating things on a new level yeah it's good renaissance gamers is what we're doing here
1: my next pick Mm-hmm. raccoon tycoon oh my god because we have <laughs> we have animals dressed up in fancy little outfits on there and you know what that's what i realized the thing with the dog because i really was just looking at fancy animals so and there are dogs in that one
0: the everdell was fancy animals what was your what was your other picks
1: parks was the first one okay the no it fanc- was mech attacking okay.
0: for a second civilians. i was like has he been picking fancy animals this whole time have i not been noticing okay (laughs) no it's fine All right, okay but i
1: noticed in that moment now now in fairness everdell is a community of animals dressing appropriately based on the profession raccoon tycoon is just all fancy animals (laughs) it's sunday best for the tycooning um there's a little dog right it's it's
0: and they're 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 dressed in their best and then i think the the um tycoon kind of speaks to this it's not of this era it's of a
1: no, no bygone era. Of a steel magnate of yesteryear, uh-huh. kind of dressing uh-huh. for sure. But like Pocket a dog, watches on all everybody. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's a thing I've considered for a long time. I have yet to do of my own dog. I would like to get an oil painting, clad in some sort of outfit. I just haven't done it yet. Um, I think it'd be. Or... I don't know how you commission such things, and I bet it's more expensive than I'm willing to pay. I bet
0: it's not. I bet it's not. So, And I bet that's why it's happening this year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, I really legit <laughs> there's, want to There's that. a lot
0: of artists online, Adam.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just him. I don't know if I wanted to be like a war general with like, you know, or oh, possibly man. just sitting with a with a pipe and like a classy robe on a, on a crushed velvet chair. There's lots of options out there.
0: There, you know... I'm going to say definitely crush velvet chair. That's and then from there, I I think I won't have any more input, but that's that's you're going to regret that. You're going to regret if it's not in a velvet chair. Yeah. All right. Um,
1: OK, that's my fourth. What's your fourth?
0: My fourth. So my fourth is the most obvious because my fifth is still going to be obvious, but a little more personally motivating for me as I buy games. So my fourth is going to be. Sunset Over Water specifically as a game. And that is by Beth Sobel. Oh, yes, of course. What yeah. isn't Beth Sobel doing? Yeah. Quite honestly, you turn around and she's done another beautiful artscape for another wonderful game. She also did a new or an alternate version of the OFPG, which is like a YouTube channel. She did the alternate version of their logo and... No disrespect to OFPG, it's far better than their regular logo. <laughs> you can buy the shirts on, um, like I think it's on spring, like Teespring. Um, Sunset Over Water, I picked just because that game could have easily just been cards with like three or four icons on them. End of story, you could have played the game the exact same way. Instead, the cards have, uh, like you'll the icons are like water feature and you know a mountain and a waterfall or whatever. And each one of the pictures that she's done has all of those things in it. So it's just, I feel like it's a really good example of how the art in a game elevates it so that you don't even it doesn't like disguise the mechanisms, it just like beautifies them because really all we needed on that card was three icons, but instead we have this gorgeous picture. And it's so nice that in board games, there is kind of a respect and a place for this art. I'm happy that these artists are getting to do this art like commercially and put in these games. And in general, I think that not everyone, but a lot of people in board gaming have a reverence for these things they've collected and the place they have in their home and often display these boxes. So for them to not just be, you know, Monopoly just writes Monopoly on the box for these boxes to be covered in like just regular old good art is so wonderful. Yeah. So as a list of games by Bessobel that are lovely, it's not all inclusive, Arboretum between two cities. Calico Cascadia. Circle the wagons. Herbaceous lanterns. Public market. Sunset over water. Three sisters. Tussie mussie. Verdant. Uh, verdant maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, Viticulture. The whatnot cabinet. Wingspan. World's fair. Um, path and light of path of light and shadow. I'm going to give a special call out to because the cover of that looks very much like my husband and I like going to some kind of cosplay convention. Yeah. We never see ourselves on bo- on list barely in media. And that cover is like how are what when did we pose for that? I don't remember. I don't remember a session where we posed for Beth Sobel to do the art on the front of this game. And some of those games, I don't know if there were other, there were probably other artists on some of those games as well, but those were listed among her credits. She is, I think, somewhat newer, but it's just like, oh, well, obviously it's a nature game. So we asked Beth Sobel to do something amazing. So everyone would just look at it and be like, yep, I gonna need that in my house. Yep. Um, she's great. Uh, just, just out there doing a great job. Um, amazing.
1: Yeah. Great pick. Yeah. Excellent. Had to be done at some point. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you could have an opposite pick to Beth Sobel, but if Uh you could, my pick Uh is going to be, my last pick is going to be Glow to represent all the creepy black and white scratches of the game. I I love it. I love all versions of creepy black and white scratchy art.
0: It's just the best boy, did you get a treat with Glow. They yes, went all it's in. everything you want. <laughs> if, you, if what it's you animal. want is the ink drawings of, uh, I'm going to say, you know, this isn't fair, but I'm going to say there's something about it that kind of just reminds you of like adolescent notebook scribbling yep. in a way that I think is endearing and nice. I don't mean that, to, I'm not saying that to demean it, but that's like, all I had was a black pen, and I had to art, and I arted oh, all it's over the this scrawlings.
1: notebook. Yeah, yeah, it's the scrawlings of a sketchbook you would find at the bottom of a bed, like in a sanitarium. Like that's okay. where, I'm like, oh, and well, below now this, I don't someone's feel so been bad
0: about me saying yeah. it seemed adolescent in a notebook. You're like, oh yeah, like the sanitarium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right,
1: yeah. and I love it. It's perfect. It's I think there's so much skill in some of the simplicity. Yeah. Uh, ben Bassa, who, who did that art specifically, is notorious just a line drawer and does really impressive things with drawing just a series of lines. And and it's okay. I love it. I can't. It's hard to even describe it because it's it's when you love weird things. I think it's hard <laughs> to explain to a, a populace why that is. Right. But it's it's creepy and awesome and wonderful and perfect. So.
0: Wow. I mean, and it is like my my mom, the retired art teacher, I think called it hateful. <laughs> you see how maybe I have been like deeply influenced by her saying like this pure black and white thing that's just line art. She's not into it. My whole list is just color saturated rainbows. So, you know. Perhaps that has something to do with my upbringing that she would also then say is like, what's this hateful art? Because she's <laughs> she's very used to us having like a lot of board games. She'll stop by for board game days. She'll she'll see us like with new games and comment here and there on stuff and sometimes really enjoy the art. Not the case with Glow. But it what is nice about Glow is that it is all this black and white art, but it fits in with the theme of the game because you are kind of. The cards themselves have like, when they have color on them, it's also glossy. So I feel like combining the art with those textures and then those little bits of color is just like way better. It's, you have to see it in person. It's so nice. It does make it look like those little things are glowing because they're shiny on these matte cards where the whole rest of the card is in black and white. And that's one that's, gosh, just had the episode about board game arena. That's one that's on board game arena as well. Oh, I know. yeah, good times, good times. We have come to my last pick. It is a pretty popular artist and this is one where I saved it for last because I kept buying games and as and this was like over a streak of a couple months I just kept buying games and then later found out like, oh, he drew, he's the artist for all those games. I'm just buying his art. I kept going, I buy games I didn't know anything about. I'm like, oh, I don't know. This one looks good. You know what looks good? It was Quan Chi Moria's art. That's what looked good. Uh, the games were also fine. Like the games have not been really bad yet. There's one I didn't quite love, but like turns out I just am very attracted to his art style. Um, Seven Summits was definitely one where I saw it and I was like, I don't know. I think it'll be good. And that's just what, to me, that's what his art is. It has a little bit of something just draws me in. And he has a pretty distinct style, which is why it's surprising. I didn't notice that I was just kept buying the same thing. So Seven Summits, I completely bought just on his art. I was honestly a little disappointed inside the game There's like the game itself is a bit bare bones and there isn't really much of his art inside the game, but the cover, lovely. Mm -hmm. I also bought Under Falling Skies. I think his art had a lot to do with that on the cover. Shifting Stones, I was very surprised. That was the third one that I bought. I'm like, (laughs) okay, so I'm just buying his art. I was very surprised. It's a game by game, right? Pretty basic it's like nine tiles and you have cards and you're moving them around. It's not like deeply, not like a ton of art in it. And it's pretty, it's nearly abstract. So when that one was also him, I'm like, okay, so I'm just, I'm just buying his games. He also worked on uh, dinosaur Island, I think, and world and that whole series from Panosaurus. the second edition of Gravwell, the first edition looked fine. The first edition looked fine. The second edition looks amazing. That's also him. Um, He did uh, Curious Cargo, Favelas for Sale, some of the newer for sale versions. Um, High Rise also has, again, some very quintessential uh, examples of his art, I think. Rolling Heights he's also on. That's a new one that's coming out. He's done like some interviews and stuff. I think there's a Shut Up and Sit Down where he plays Mondrosity along with some other board game artists. Like they all play a Board like a art drawing game, which is pretty fun. To watch. Oh, cool. Um, and then Kabuto Sumo was one that I was kind of like I might have also bought this because of him. Didn't love Kabuto Sumo. It's kind of like it's really interesting the first time you play it, and then it's maybe not so great after that. But he makes these little bugs look so cute. I don't even like bugs, but the whole game <laughs> is just like each of the little bugs, different characters, and they are adorable. Quan Moria excellent work excellent work
1: yeah his kind of challenging because he does more of like playing with colors it's again heavy saturation but like things not being the color they normally would be and i think that is as a not artist at all but like that'd be really tough to do that in balance right so you don't have everything just so far off like it all looks like it should within the realm that he's Mm -hmm. doing even though nothing's necessarily the color you would expect it or some things are and some things aren't to strike that balance
0: right and that's why i think like He's done like actual, like Seven Summits is meant to look like real, like the real world. But it is like, it's not abstract. You know what it is, but it it doesn't have like fine details and things like that. It's more impressions and kind of brushstrokes. But I think that thing you're saying about like things not necessarily being the right color. I think that's what I really like about Gravwell and Under Falling Skies, where they're kind of doing these space things like I feel Mm -hmm. like those especially look just just amazing like the Gravwell one you like to your graphic novel kind of point about other games like yeah I don't even I'm not even into space graphic novels but I would just like to see him keep drawing pictures (laughs) like I just I would like more of that art as well
1: yeah that's that's an excellent pick that's a great way to kind of round that out and I uh Boy, I think I'm going to butcher the quote, but your mom, speaking of her as an art teacher, mm-hmm. years and years ago, I mean, uh, I remember at one point said, you know, I think of some level of, like, beautiful things make a beautiful life.
0: Oh, that and does sound like my mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's some version of that. And it's always kind of stuck with me because I'm not, like, a particularly, like, right. I don't have lots of, I would say, beautiful things. But I do think about that in times where when you invest in beautiful things, maybe you do invest in a beautiful life. And right. I think these beautiful games – can add to a beautiful game experience to that. Yeah. So shout out to your mom and shout out to just beautifying your life.
0: Thank you so much for listening to episode 27. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. What are your favorite board game artists? Are there games that you bought purely for the art within? Let us know on any of the platforms I've just mentioned. The next episode will be Aaron and myself discussing a couple of two-player games, even if you're listening to these in reverse. One episode, we'll discuss Princess Bride, I Hate to Kill You and Royal Visit. In the other episode, we're talking about King Domino Duel and Seven Wonders Duel. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.